Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Get the Job podcast sponsored by School for School Counselors. I'm Steph Johnson, your host, and I'm back today with an episode that's going to kind of help you lay the foundation for your job search. We've launched this podcast now, which feels a little bit early for the job interview season, but I promise you it's not. There are so many things that you could be doing now to get ready for interview season. And so I want to use the next couple of episodes to give you some ideas of some things you can be doing to prepare ahead. It's going to make you feel so much more competent when it comes time to interview. You're going to feel less stressed. You're going to feel like you have a battle plan ready and some resources to lean on. And that's exactly how I want you to feel. Because the less stressed you are, the more your true self is going to shine through, the better you're going to be able to recall the information that you need in that interview setting. And the more you're going to be able to show that campus just how lucky they're going to be to have you working there. So one of the first things we need to consider as we're getting ready for job interview season is the resume. Now, if you caught the first episode, you know that I went on and on about people over-preparing with regard to the resume, spending all of their time crafting what I call their document of personal awesomeness, right, and revising it and revising it over and over and over again, and using the majority of their time to do that instead of prepare their interview strategy. I think that's a mistake. But that being said, you also do need to make sure that your resume makes a good showing. That's what gets you the call for the interview. That's your first impression, so to speak. So as you're thinking about interview season coming up, I want you to go ahead now and outline your resume. Go ahead and and I'm talking about pencil to paper here, not talking about on the computer in a Google Doc or anything like that. Pencil to paper, sit down and outline your resume. Now, we're not going to outline it in the traditional resume format. Okay, because number one, that gets you in the mindset of, oh, I'm I'm crafting my resume now. And you start to already overwork that document. It's not necessary. What we're doing is brainstorming all the different sections, all the different needs within that resume to make sure that you don't have any gaps. One of the most frustrating and quite frankly sad things that happens when we work with school counselors with our Get the Job program is they start crafting their resume and suddenly realize that not only do they have some huge holes in their resume that they need to fix, but they have no time in which to fix them. These are often those people who wait till the last minute to get everything ready. If you want to make a great showing in your interview, you need to start preparing early. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so much easier if you start on this early. Let's do it in bits and pieces, right? Bite-sized amounts instead of going and just trying to gorge ourselves to get everything done. So in this resume outline, you're going to focus on a few sections. 
All right. Number one, of course, is going to be your experience. Again, don't write this down like a resume format. Just jot down the places that you've worked, the dates you were there, and the contact information for those sites. All right. We'll get to the other stuff in a minute. Don't start listing job duties and all that kind of stuff. All right. Um, the totally different method, I know, than what you've learned elsewhere, but just, just go with me on it for a minute. So you're just going to make a quick list of your employment sites, the dates that you worked there, and contact information. Okay, that's section one. Section two, I want you to make a listing of all of the licenses or certifications that you hold or expect to hold by the end of May 2023. All right. So if you're currently working on school counseling certification or school counseling licensure, however they do it in your state, go ahead and list that. And then in parentheses, um, you can put something like expected May 2023 or expected June 2023, whatever. But I want you to take a close look at those certifications to see how many you have listed. If you have not been in education long, you may not have a lot. If you have been focused in pretty much just one area during your entire career, you may not have a lot listed. This is not a quantity versus quality game, so I don't want you to get that idea, but I do want you to have probably four or five listed there. So if you don't have enough, you feel like you want to bulk that section up, now is a good time to go find those supplemental certifications. One idea for those is just some outside like workshops and courses that school counselors or therapists would take for CEUs. Another option might be some of the ASCA specialist certifications. Um, they have all kinds now. I, I couldn't even list all of them for you if I wanted to because there are just too many to remember. I know I hold, I think, five or six of those myself at this point, and they're, they're really good courses. They look very impressive on a resume for sure. Another option might be to join our School for School Counselors Mastermind. We have a mastermind library of videos and resources in there. And as you complete several of those modules, you earn a certificate as well. So just be thinking about some different places like that that you can go to bulk up those certifications or any kind of designation, any kind of special distinction, anything like that. You want to have a good list of those, I would say at least three, no more than six or seven, somewhere in that neighborhood, but you just, you know, you don't want to show up with one or two if you can help it. Show that you're a person that goes above and beyond. You don't mind investing in your own education. And even if you're still in grad school and you're thinking, oh, like, <laughs> how do I do one more thing? Make time. Make time to do them because I promise you it's going to pay off in spades. All right. So you're outlining this resume. You have your work experience section outlined. You have your certifications, licensures, and distinctions just listed out, y'all. Nothing fancy here. All right. Nothing fancy. And then I want you to make one more list. And this list is going to be your personal focus within school counseling or the things that you're really invested in as a school counselor. One way to think about this is if you were hired on a campus and your administrator came up to you and said, hey, listen, 
We trust you thousand percent to do what you need to do to make this program be the best it can be for our students. So we're hands off. You're going to get to craft this the way you want. You can schedule it the way you want. You can have the resources you want. You can do anything you want to do. What would be your first three initiatives? Think about that and really think about it. Don't just put something down because it's a buzzword. All right. There are a lot of buzzwords flying around in the school counseling world right now that that people mention. And then upon further discussion, we discover they really don't know what they're talking about. They're just sort of spouting them off or they don't really understand the true essence of the term. Things like restorative justice, that's a big one (laughs) right now. A lot of people are misunderstanding. Um, Solution-focused counseling would be another one. Uh, Play-based counseling would be another. Um, Give me me some more, brain. Give me some more. Um, PBIS, positive behavior, um, really misconstrued in our field right now. Lots of things like that. Okay, so... If you choose to list something, make sure that you have a thorough understanding of it. Set a date with yourself and just make sure that you're going through some vetted literature on that topic, whether that be books, whether that be journal articles, whatever it needs to be to make sure that you have a really good foundation. You don't need to become a world expert in it, right? But you need to know the ins and outs of what it is and what it isn't because pop culture counseling isn't the same as what you're trained in. And unfortunately, that's where we're bending a lot of times. We don't we don't want to do that. We want to be true to the methods, true to the approaches, and really know what we're talking about in a professional way. Okay, so you've looked at those three areas then. You have your job experience listed, you have your certifications, licenses, and distinctions listed, and you also have your top school counseling topics of interest. Really give those a hard look and consider whether or not you see any gaps. Are there any holes that need to be filled? Are there any areas that feel like they just need a little bit more oomph, right? And do your distinctions or designations line up with the list of interests that you've generated? Do those match? Because the idea here is to laser target this information, right? We want everything to weave in together. We don't want just random bits of a thousand things. The worst resume you can write is one that just gives a million pieces of disjointed information, and it doesn't give you a true picture of the candidate. It's just a listing, this hodgepodge of junk. We don't want that. So try to see if these all align. And if they don't, now is a really good time to start thinking about how you want these to intermingle. How do you want these to join together to tell your story? Does that make sense? And then the last thing that you're going to do is you're going to sit down and give some really hard and intentional thought to your personal strengths. The things that you're just really, really good at. And these might be school counseling related or they might not. Could be things like, you know, organization, data-driven school counseling, motivational interviewing approaches, 
tiered interventions, those kinds of things. What is it that you've had experience with in the education world that you're really good at? What are the things that uh, a potential administrator or maybe even former bosses or administrators have told you, gosh, you're so good at that. How, How do you know how to do that? Write those down. Don't be modest. That's why I call your resume your document of personal awesomeness. You need to go all out because, guys, if you don't convince these principals and administrators that you're amazing, they're just going to move on to the next person. They don't have time to determine that for themselves. You're going to have to lead them to that conclusion. And one of the ways you do that is to give them all the information. So don't hold anything back. We will craft that resume later um, to read well without being boastful, without looking like you're bragging or overreaching in your skills. We can handle that part. Right now, what we need you to do is just get the ideas generating. What are you good at? What do you love doing? What drives your motivation to do this kind of work? All right, write all of that down. And don't hold anything back. And then the last thing you need to write down is not necessarily a list, but you need to consider whether or not you are providing some sort of initiative before getting hired. Here's what I mean. The majority of you are probably either in an internship right now or you're working at another site as a school counselor. Are you providing some sort of initiative at that placement to benefit students? Of course you are, right? (laughs) That is essential to the job. So what you want to do is identify one of those things and make sure that you're keeping some really good information on it. For instance, If you are running a goal-setting group for students, which, by the way, is the one topic I recommend above all others, if you're running this goal-setting group for a, a group of students with mixed concerns, you want to be able to keep some pre and post data on that to be able to show some growth, to be able to show what you accomplished through that small group setting. I'll give you another example. In one of my recent interviews, because y'all, I'm crazy. I like to interview just for fun. I presented some uh, data that I had collected as I was providing a movement-based anti-bullying curriculum in a school. Have you ever heard of that before? Did you even know that exists? Well, it does. It's really cool. Actually, I'm surprised more people don't talk about it. But I presented not only the framework for that, but the data behind it and what we accomplished. And I truly can say every single jaw dropped in that interview when I was able to present that information. You have to make the things you've listed on your resume believable because we all know people inflate the truth on their resumes, right? That's just a general rule of life. So if you can walk in with an initiative, with some data, with some background and some proof, then all of a sudden everything else comes more clearly into focus. It makes people think, oh, yeah, they do know what they're talking about. Look at this person. They're a rock star. They're already doing all this stuff. And then through our method, you're able to describe how that approach is going to benefit their campus in the ways that they need. 
It's a beautiful, beautiful process. So, all right. So that should be the four things that you have listed in preparation for resume time. All right. Number one, your workplaces, dates, worked, and contact information, principals, names, emails, those kinds of things. Right. Number two, your certifications, licensures, and distinctions. What sets you apart? Number three, your list of interests in school counseling, the topics that really drive you, the things that you think schools need the most. You only need two or three of those, maybe four at the most. And then last, go ahead and just outline the initiative that you plan to present or that you want to present. Because if you haven't started something like that, if you've been sort of bogged down in transcript reviews or something like that and haven't had a chance to really get out and do the school counseling side of things, this is going to be a great opportunity from now through the end of the school year to implement some sort of initiative and start collecting the data and information on it. It's going to make you look like a total rock star. I promise. All right. So that's going to be step one for getting ready for interview season. I'm going to be back with some more episodes and some additional steps for what I call your interview season pre-prep sequence. All the things we're going to get ready so that when it comes time to interview, you're going to be rock solid and ready to go. Y'all, I hope this helped. I hope this gave you an idea of a framework to start following as you begin building this resume. We'll formalize it later. We'll format it later. But for now, we just need to make sure that we don't have any huge holes in the information. That's the only objective here. If you liked this episode, could you help me by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review? Reviews are the currency that podcasts run on. And although we're not doing these super huge promotions for our Get the Job podcast, we would like other school counselors to learn about it. And the best way for that to happen is for Apple to show it to them. And Apple shows podcasts that have great reviews. So if you could take just 30 seconds, hop over and give your honest review of this episode, it would mean the absolute world to us. I'm telling you, we would be so, so grateful. All right, I'm going to leave you with that today. Uh, Again, go and outline those areas of your resume. Make sure you're ready to go. So when we start crafting this in the spring, you'll be ready to rock. And until our next episode, I hope you have the best week. Take care. Did you enjoy this podcast episode? If so, leave a review. Thank you.